So when I was preparing the homily for today, I wasn't expecting that pretty much the whole school was going to be gone in Jackson. Um, and I had been stressing out about this homily. I sent it to a few of my friends and got them to read through it and got uh, a friend of mine and his wife to read through it and give me comments. Um, so you're still going to get what I prepared for you. Um, it's the moral of the story. So now those who belong to Christ Jesus, says St. Paul, have crucified their flesh with its passions and desires. There's a crisis of masculinity in the world today. And this is something I've spoken with with my friends and with fellow priests often. Today's world paints a picture of two sorts of men. On one hand, you have the so-called alpha male. He is strong, both physically and in temperament. He gets his way. He is respected by others. He has no concern with what others want from him. His friends hang on his words. He has drinking buddies, workout buddies. He doesn't share his emotion with other men. He knows how to have a good time. This is the man that society proposes to us as masculine. All other men are something less than that. And while there is certainly nothing wrong with a man being strong or steady-minded, there is an aspect of masculinity, authentic masculinity, which society neglects. And I say to its downfall and to the downfall of good men. It's the same reason why a lot of college-aged women are frustrated today. Women at that age are starting to look at settling down. They're looking for good men to marry, men they can rely on, men that can be trusted, who are confident in themselves. But the men my age don't often fit this category. They are externally confident, but interiorly childish. They have been trained to always seek their own pleasure, and they've got that in high school. And so now they lack true concern. A lot of the men my age are struggling to remain faithful in their relationships, for example. They have faithful girlfriends or fiancés, and they're faithful with them when they're around them by being attentive to them, listening to them, spending time with them, giving them priority. But when they have some sort of temporary separation, such as when couples go to different colleges, or if their girlfriend is not looking for a sexual relationship, men are failing, particularly by looking to satisfy a desire for intimacy elsewhere. Men are pressuring their girlfriends into sexual relationships because they claim that they have needs or it's part of their character. But it's their lack of character that does this. They're excusing their boyish desires by saying that this is essential for a good relationship. But this is not true love. This is selfishness and a desire to purely please the pleasures of the flesh. Men today also lack true intimacy with other men, which is essential to authentic masculinity. What I mean by that is that society today seems to be sending a message that a man either has surface-level friendships with other men or that he's homosexual. You don't see a lot of men opening themselves to one another, being vulnerable to other men. But the reality is that iron sharpens iron. Men who bind themselves in a desire to become better men are usually an unstoppable force. And we see that in sports, but somehow deny that in other areas of our life, particularly in striving for virtue. And so we're left in a state in today's world where young men are childish, selfish individuals who have learned how to use other people for their own gain and who have not given their friends the right to call them out on their lack of virtue, and we have women who have tolerated this. And this starts in high school. 
Young women today want to be in relationships. That's what their friends are doing, that's what's on television, that's what celebrities are doing. But young men today are stuck in this rut of selfishness and lack of virtue. So generally speaking, and this is coming from talking with a lot of young women that I know, girls today are willing to sacrifice right now and take on a less than adequate man as their boyfriend because A, they desire to have a relationship now, and B, they fool themselves into thinking they can change a man once they have him. But ladies, the most powerful force you have in changing a man is by denying him the sort of relationship, the privilege of your relationship. Stop settling. Stop wasting your time on these guys. You deserve better. And you're allowing men to stay boys. And maybe you don't see this as an issue much right now, but in a few years, when you're older and ready to start settling down, you want to have good men to choose from not selfish boys. And so what does that look like? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The real man is so confident in his masculinity that he can appear weak in front of those he loves, generous before those he cares for, and show self-control before those things which cause him pleasure without using the other for his own selfish gain. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, says the psalm. He is like a tree planted near running water. The water comes up to the tree, buffets it, cleans out the dirt around its roots, but the tree stands firm. And so too does the authentic man, the good man, face the struggles of the world, the struggles of striving for virtue, the struggles of denying himself temporary pleasure for the sake of others and for the sake of his soul. He faces these struggles and he stands firm unshaken. St. Jose Maria Escrivá, who often spoke of the necessity of good Christian men, writes, quote, there is a need for a crusade of manliness and purity to counteract and undo the savage work of those who think that man is a beast. And that crusade is a matter for you. These years in high school, you may see them as just buying time, waiting for true freedom, and you're right to some extent, you're not meant to be a student forever, but these years are not worthless. The efforts that you make right now will greatly affect the sort of man or woman you will become, the sort of husband you will be, the sort of father you will be. So I've already told the ladies what to do. Stop giving these boys your time. So now the men, what do you do? First, find yourself a strong male friend, someone who wants to be a real man. Tell him everything. Don't leave anything out, even those things which may be awkward to talk about. And I'm not ignorant of what these sort of things are, particularly sexual sins. Men who struggle with pornography or masturbation or sexual sins with others, give him permission to call you out on these and other areas too. Do the same for him. I see the guys on the football team come up to each other on the sidelines and tell each other how they could do this or that better. Find a friend who will do that for you in all aspects of your life, especially when you start dating someone seriously, and I mean really seriously, like you're ready to settle down and marry in a few years. It will be helpful to have a close friend who can tell you what they think of that relationship as an observer to it. That guy is best man material, not the guy who's going to throw you some awesome bachelor party, the guy you're willing to appear weak before. 
And if you find that your friends that you're spending your time with, and this goes for the ladies as well, if you find that they don't care about being better people, that they're lazy, that they have no desire to grow in virtue, quit wasting your time. That may sound harsh, but you don't need to keep them around in your life. You don't need to encourage them to continue in their mediocrity. And so I will say it again. There is a need for a crusade of manliness and purity to counteract and undo the savage work of those who think that man is a beast. And that crusade is a matter for you.